Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. It's 105 in Edmonton, 305 in Boston. Practice day today for the Edmonton Oilers. Um, Connor McDavid up front with Hyman and Pulley Dry Drysaddle with RH and Yamamoto. Derek Ryan with Warren Fogle and Kyle Turris. Zach Cassian left last night's game with a core issue um, and was not on the ice today. Ryan McLeod with Brendan Perlini and Colton Sevier, Darnell Nurse with Evan Bouchard, Duncan Keith and Cody Cece, Slater Cuckoo and Tyson Berry, Miko Koskinen in a goal by himself, Mike Smith and Stuart Skinner scaring, uh, sharing the other goal. Uh, Skinner giving the Oilers a good start, albeit in a 4-2 loss last night. You can text us on the River Cree Resort and Casino hotline 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort and Casino excitement. Bet on it. And... You can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street and 111th Avenue. It's open Monday to Saturday. Guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Japanese Village, open to serve you at any one of their five Edmonton and area locations. Try the legendary Wagyu steak cooked right before your eyes. Reserve now at jvedmonton.ca. We head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Pleased to be joined by Provincial Affairs columnist and cult hockey writer for the Edmonton Journal, David Staples. Hello, David. How are you doing? Great, Bob. How are you doing? Not bad. Give me your assessment on what we saw last night. I think we saw a team that had a huge emotional high on Friday night, um, not getting its head in the game early on, kind of flat after that that immense win. And I, I think we've seen that in the past where Oilers have had huge victories and then kind of a little short the next game. So that's what, that's essentially what we saw. And we also saw a young goalie, Stuart Skinner, play his best game in the NHL. I guess it's his second game in the NHL. And um, and keep that team in there and give them a chance to win. So a huge moment for Stuart Skinner. Should Oilers fans be confident of the way that Skinner is tracking, in your opinion? He's done nothing 
but improve. And w- <laughs> when he first got to the AHL, I mean, I've seen about, I watch about 10 to 15, maybe 20 AHL games a year. And initially, he looked really shaky. And I was wondering about the player. You know, he had had such a great reputation coming out of junior. He had done very well in major junior hockey. But he he just seemed um, sometimes trouble finding his net, sometimes trouble with angles, just like... You know, I was starting to get a little bit of flashbacks to Jeff Durand-Delorier a little bit um, with some of the issues going on. But he has just gotten more and more solid to the point where um, last season in the playoffs and carrying through to this season, he just seems so confident, smooth. He looks like he looks like a major league goalie. He looks like an NHL goalie now. And it just presents a really interesting issue for the Oilers going forward and some security for this season. Like, if someone is out for a while, I don't think that Holland has to immediately make a panic trade. He's got the option of going with uh, the healthy goalie, either Smith or Koskinen. Right now it's Koskinen. And Stuart Skinner for a while. See how that goes. So that it takes a little bit of pressure off the GM. David Staples, Cult of Hockey. Joining us, Bob Stoffer with you in Boston. Uh, David, Evan Bouchard had some ups and downs. Uh, he had a tough night last night. Uh, that said, the analytics would suggest what about him? Well, he's a good, he's an NHL defenseman is what is what we see from this player, like from his numbers, including from the numbers that we track at the Cult of Hockey, you know, his contributions to major grade A shots. And his major mistakes on grade-A shots against. I mean, last night, Bob, he made almost as many major mistakes on grade-A shots against as he had made in the entire season in the first 10 games. I mean, that was almost a historically rough night. He just was caught out constantly. Sometimes not his fault. He was caught on a long shift once. Not his fault that he was out on the long shift. But he really got that whole group of players got eaten alive on that shift after a, a, a bad line change by Pulley Arvey and, and Bouchard could not get off the ice. They got hemmed in their own zone. So he had a really rough night. But that will happen to a young defenseman. I'm glad to see that, that uh, he's back on the top pairing. I think he's earned that. Um, Bob, he's even and even in a rough night, some of the offensive plays that he made. I mean, he made a pass down low. He was at the blue line. He made a pass down low to Connor McDavid with his vision, which was spectacular. And then uh, McDavid set up Pugliarvi in the first for a great shot. And then in the third, uh, Hyman kind of busted down the wing and set up Bouchard, who had crept in the slot. And Bouchard, I mean, if if he had tied the game in that moment, it kind of all would have been forgiven. Uh, it was a great chance, and he was involved in it. So even even on a night when his when the defense was severely lacking, he still showed uh, some good moments with the puck. I love that they kept playing him. Uh, Evan Bouchard, by the way, uh, leads the Edmonton Oilers in Corsi at fifty eight point. Leads the Oilers in Fenwick at 59.21. Leads the Oilers in shot differential at even strength as well at 57.49, which would suggest that he's tilting the ice. And I know early in the year he had a tougher... in terms of his zone starts, he was getting a lot more defensive zone starts. I think that's changed as it's gone on through the last five or six games. Kyler Yamamoto. Uh, we talked so much, obviously, about McDavid and Drysaddle. Hyman's been a huge add. Nugent Hopkins, who hasn't scored on 22 shots on goal, but still has 14 points in 11 games. And then the wonderful start to the year that Pugliarvi's having. Yamamoto's kind of the forgotten man. Should he be forgotten? Bob, I think one of the hardest things for for people to to rate is kind of the defensive play of wingers, and but I'm going to suggest there's a reason 
that a, a tiny guy like Kyler Yamamoto has been promoted to the top penalty kill. Um, he is an extremely smart, uh, hardworking, fearless defensive hockey player. And when you, when if you're going over all the video for the season, and you're looking at even strength for mistakes that wingers make that lead to grade A chance, grade A shots against. You're going to be hard-pressed to find many with Cutter Yamamoto in the middle of it. He, year after year, what we're seeing is this guy really gets it done in the defensive end to the point where I think, you know, you know, the term glue player is used for different kinds of players who offer this kind of thing. He does that. Last year when he was out with McDavid and Drysaddle, that line was fantastic in a, in a small sample size. I think in, in, in no small part because of Yamamoto's defensive play. He really kept it together for those guys. And when he was put down to the third line, I was thinking, you know, I'm not in the coaches' meetings. You know, you get, you get the private meetings with the coach, you and other media. I'm not in those meetings, so I don't know Tippett's thinking. But I, if part of it was we need a checking line that works, no better way than getting that than putting Kyler Yamamoto there with Ryan and Fogel because he just, he, I mean, he's a, he's a much better defensive hockey player than Zach Cassian. And he's, he's, he's underrated, I think, by other fans in that regard. I've got to tell you something, David. Uh, for me, Fogel's the guy that's got to manage the puck better on that line. <laughs> he had a rough, he had a really rough game last night, Bob. Fogel and then did. they moved him up, and he was okay in the top six. But in terms of in his own zone, and and I and I, and I have a simple theory: he's just trying to do too much, Fogel. I, I like his game. Like I like his ruggedness, his his forechecking. I think he's an. I think he is a, a decent defensive hockey player. Last night, though, was not that game. And, yeah, simplify things, get back to basics. Just, you know, take care of your own end. And, and I'm sure the coaches will be working with them on that because I, I do think what we saw in the first five, six, seven games was a, was a pretty sound defensive hockey player. David, Team Canada, how many Oilers are going to be on it? Bob, there could be four. And um, what? I wouldn't be surprised if there were four. So McDavid, I think, and Nurse, I think Nurse is, is working his way up to be a lock for that team. Yeah, I'm uh, with you. Based on his play this year, he's just been, he's taken out of another step. He's just that much better incrementally at every aspect of his game. The skating game, the physical game, um, rushing the puck, making decisions. He is playing the best hockey he has ever played, and it's not that close. He, 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 he it's, you know, you add it all up, and it's quite a significant improvement, even over last year. So McDavid and Nurse. Now, Hyman, I think, is just the kind of player you need one or two or three of those guys uh, on your forward lines, these gritty guys who can really play, who have some skill. And I, and if, if he fits, if he's on the line with McDavid uh, more often, I think that's a natural fit, and I think we might see it. But the wild card is Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who I don't think anyone had uh, as a candidate, or many people had as a candidate for Team Canada heading into the year. But Bob, he's like the third or fourth or fifth leading Canadian scorer so far this year. And if you're thinking of a power play in international hockey that works, wouldn't you borrow as many pieces of that Oilers power play as makes sense? And having hmm. Nugent McDavid out there together on Team Canada power play, that might be an irresistible kind of choice uh, for the GMs to make who are putting together that team. Interesting. I, I, I think that Hyman might have a better chance than R&H, which is not to say that I value Hyman more than I value R&H. It's just the type of piece they might need. But you make a compelling point. There's no question about that. Getting in any, in any, any trouble lately, David, on the political front at all? Uh, well, politics 
it, it, you know, thy name is trouble as politics. It's always kind of turmoil and back and forth and fighting for stuff, Bob. Um, yeah, I wasn't too happy with the environment minister promoted by the Trudeau government, but uh, I, I think I was making more trouble for him than he made for me. So, All right. Well, uh, how do people follow you for the hockey stuff? At, at D Staples on Twitter. Stay out of trouble, David. Or actually, better yet, get into some trouble so we can talk about it on the air. Talk to you later. That's David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. It's 116 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer in Boston, where uh, tomorrow the uh, Boston Bruins take on the Edmonton Oilers. We will mention to you, tomorrow is Remembrance Day. And as a result, uh, we will have a best of orders now, but we'll have the broadcast for the game tomorrow night. When we get back, we'll get to some texts. Some people have made some suggestions. What's fair for yes, a bully army? Uh, and is he like, and I'm going to get Brendan's thoughts on this when we come back from the commercial break. I mean, this guy's almost like a cult figure in the Oilers, uh, Hockey, it's it's unbelievable the the passion and support. Like fans just love this guy. It's off the and you know what? He's a lovable guy, and he's playing great. And this is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio six thirty. Chad. 119 in Edmonton, Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. To the Oilers Now Injury Report, it is brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang at James H. Brown want you to stay safe and stay positive. All right, Dave Tippett saying today, after the Oilers practice out at the Warrior facility here in Boston, Zach Cassian day-to-day with a lower body issue. Devin Shore, of course, is out four to six weeks after suffering a lower body injury in the game against the Rangers. Mike Smith is back skating, but still on injured reserve. Looks like Koskinen could be the potential starter tomorrow. He had the goal by himself today at practice, while Smith and Stuart Skinner shared the other one. Of course, Josh Archibald out with myocarditis along with Alex Stalock. I think there's hope that maybe Archibald... uh could potentially rejoin the team after the Olympic break, um, but a, he's got a lot of uh, hurdles to clear before there. And Oscar Kleffbaum uh, is not played now uh, on LTIR with shoulder surgery. Some breaking news involving uh, the Colorado Avalanche. Here's Brendan Escott. They are without captain, no, not captain, alternate captain Nathan McKinnon uh, for the next three weeks. He suffered lower body injury against Columbus, so that's a big loss there. Blackhawks forward Brandon Hagel will miss approximately two weeks with a left shoulder injury. And Sens defenseman Josh Brown has been added to the COVID-19 reserve list, becoming the sixth player, along with associate coach Jack Capuano, uh, forced to the sidelines for that franchise. League's getting a little bit nervous in the situation in Ottawa, to say the least. Again, 121 in Edmonton. You can text us at 780-496-0063. We'll get to some texts momentarily, not before, though, that I tell you that cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. 
You know that, but did you know that Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin are 10-time President's Award winner for customer satisfaction? What does that mean? Well, it means treating people fairly, fully transparent negotiations, and making sure advertised prices include all accessories, fees, and taxes, with the exception of GST. If those attributes are important to you, phone our friends Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at one 877 3673 or visit brentridge.com. All righty. Uh... So we got Jake DeBrus coming up at 135, but I want to talk a bit about Yes, Apoliarvi. Uh, we've had a lot of people say that the, the Joel Faraby deal makes sense for Yes, Apoliarvi. That is a six-year extension that Faraby got at five million dollars per. Take it for what it's worth. Um, Brendan, the, the fans do love this guy, don't they? I mean, it's unbelievable. I think he's just resonated with a different audience than we've seen in past, right? And when you think about, you know, after the last time the team made the playoffs, there might have been yet another stretch where everybody was kind of looking for something positive to latch on to. And, I mean, if this hasn't been one of the more fun storylines right across hockey to, you know, um, hit your wagon to, I don't know what is. So I think it's, you know, it's something that everybody can have fun with because of Pugliarvi's personality and how much he's embraced it all. But uh, there might have been an appetite for this very thing too. The Bison King attire that he wore for their team's Halloween party uh, was funny, funny stuff. Brandon from Windsor says, Bob, I love the show and I think that six times six million dollars a year would work for both sides. There you go. Uh, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Bob, who do you think is the most, uh, currently the most popular member of the Edmonton Oilers? Connor McDavid, Yessa Poliarvi, the Nuge, or Leon Dreisaitl? <laughs> well, McDavid's the best. Like, he's the best of those four players, and Dreisaitl is damn close to him. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is a very popular guy as well. There you go. Um, hmm. This text comes in from Shamal. He says, Bob, Ken Holland should have signed him this past offseason to a cleft bomb style of long-term contract that could have happened, but now you'll have no chance that five times five is very reasonable, but will JP's agent settle for that? I don't see it, says Shamal. Well, we got to see what happens here. Uh, so 4.2 million times cleft bomb, that's obviously in a completely different uh, time frame. I'd have to have looked up the cap to see what it was at that stage. It certainly wasn't $81.5 million, I can tell you that. Um, yeah, another text, Dan from Red Deer has, has sent us a text on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, do you have any updates on Oscar Clefbaum? Do you ever think he'll play again from Dan and Red Deer? I do not have an update for you on Clefbaum. I would say, it was if I was to hazard a guess, it would be unlikely that we would see Oscar play again. I mean, he's going to miss two straight seasons. I think the writing's written on the wall there. Bob, since COVID began, Yessa Pugliarvi has one of, been one of the few feel-good stories that people can get behind. He came back at a perfect time. You know what? That's a great point. We needed something positive to happen. Uh, and I wasn't sure what the orders, you know, I, for all these, indiv- you know, here's the thing. When, when we were in Detroit a couple of years ago, and I watched Detroit skate in the morning, the Oilers skate in the afternoon, and Edmonton had Haas centering Neil and Chase on, and had Kara and Gagne on the flanks for Nugent Hopkins with McDavid, Settle, and Cassie, and they playing together. That didn't even, you know, factor in their fourth line, Yurcho, uh, Riley Sheehan. 
And uh, Patrick Russell, I was like, oh man, this team's too slow. Like, they got to get Yamamoto up here. And, you know, I, I wanted Yamamoto up. I didn't think Yamamoto would get 26 points in 27 games. And to be honest with you, I didn't think that Yamamoto in the back half of last season and the start to this year would be as quiet as uh, he's been offensively. Conversely, I wasn't sure what Edmonton was going to get with Yesapol Yarvey, but I'm really liking what Edmonton's got, Yesapol Yarvey. Buck, who is in Calgary, says, Does being popular or points get you a good contract? 2.5 at best, nothing to write home about yet. That one comes to us from Buck in Calgary talking about Yesapol Yarvey, who, by the way, has killed the Calgary Flames over the years. He's absolutely been a killer against the Flames. He's elevated his level of performance every time he's played him. Another texter on the Ashley Fine Floor text line says, Bob, uh, been a fan of what Jesse has brought to this team in the city, but the fans' obsession with him is unhealthy. Things change over time, and at some point, he may become fate, uh, trade bait. All players get traded. The city falls in love with players too often, and it also lends itself and leads to unnecessary criticism. Another texter says, Bob, it's not a popularity contest. Unless I'm mistaken, Baron Eberle were pretty popular guys, too. Anyhow, what has uh, Yesapoliarvi done? Let him get to 50 points in two years in a row before start giving him an ex- extended contract. There you go. There's another perspective out there. Haji says, Bob, I think the Oilers could work with uh, the same sort of contract that Zach Hyman got. They basically got a similar skill set with expectations. Obviously, can though could go eight years on the bison king that one comes to us from haji (laughs) and winner winner chicken dinner jason from sangudo bob when yesapoliarvi gets 200 career points will it be his bicentennial nicely done jason that is funny that is actually funny. <laughs> Bicentennial. That that is a funny text. All right, off to a global news weather traffic update at one twenty eight. Jake DeBrusque from the Boston Bruins. When we return on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio six thirty. Chad.